It's Tuesday! July 18th, 2017, and you're listening to the Kaido Cast. I'm Zach Thomas. And I'm Luke. Mm-hmm. Namaste, friends. It is me, Yogi Dave. I'm here today to express uh, peace and tranquility. I was very ashamed of my words and deeds and overall attitude last week. I feel I was very negative, so I've channeled all my chi, taking a deep breath, letting it out, letting my third eye fall back into my mind. And I'm ready today to talk about video games, but ones without any violence. Please take it away, Zach. Thank you, Yogi Dave. Um, yeah, last week, uh, you you definitely had some some words to say, and I feel, uh, I feel like I was down on a lot of things last week, and that's not we were how I like to roll. Yeah, it was just a very uh, bad Castlevania episode. It was pretty bad. It was pretty. I bad. don't think so. But this week we're we're a whole new crew. We got Luke back because I'm back. Yeah, and back in the Yogi back. Dave's here. And we're ready to be excited about things and be positive. Energy is flowing. It is. And I'm going to pass that energy. I'm going to ball it up in my hands, and I'm going to give it to Luke. I'm going to ask him what he's been up to. How was your last week? My last my last couple weeks, because I was not here last week. I had unfortunate real-life duties to partake in. But uh, video games... Lots, lots and lots of video games. Can't really say much. I mean, that's pretty much all I do. I streamed a lot, you know, streamed a lot. Yeah. Last night, we played some video games. Yes, played we did. some player unknowns. Mm-hmm. It was me, you, and one of my buddies. And we're like, oh, yeah, let's let's have a random. And this random carried us to a chicken dinner in player unknowns. Yeah, I did. Oh, you guys it want chicken dinner? Big. We have a oh, chicken yeah. dinner. Oh, nice. Yes. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> it was, uh, I it got... was definitely intense because well, there was one moment where he was running, looking for dead bodies in a field, and Zach and my buddy are just <laughs> crawling in the grass, wondering what he was doing. Yeah. It was, freaking... it was pretty good. <laughs> this, this guy <laughs> is just running around looking for the crates from the two people that we just killed in an open field, and he's just sprinting. And me and the other guy were crawling, like staring at him, like, dude, get down. We're gonna get shot. But... So so I've been playing some player unknowns, uh yeah. my weekly rock band. You know, got that stuff. Uh I'll talk about some more things in the game section. But as far as I'm going, that's not video game related. I bought some board games. Oh yeah. Bought some tabletop games, yeah. Went to went to the con convention event. That is near us. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, I was like, you know what? I want some tabletop games. So I spent a good hundred something dollars on a few board games. Wow. That's... Was it a board game convention or? No, it was an anime convention. Okay. But there was one booth selling a whole bunch of board games that I was looking forward to. I got Elder Sign, which is like a card type uh, cooperative game where you play against the actual game itself. I got Haunted on Mansion Hill or something like that. I don't know the full title. Oh, the House on Haunted it. Hill? Uh, is that what it is? It's like yeah. the second edition or whatever. It's like my favorite board game. Yeah, where you huh. where you uh, make the house as you play. Yeah. 
yeah, it's like it's like a simplified Eldritch Horror, which I kind of like because especially yeah, if you play I've with people that. who don't know what they're doing, like it's an easier game to get yeah, into. So I, bu- so I got that, and I got another one. Oh, I got Smash Up. Mm-hmm. It's another card game. So yeah, I'm, I'll probably play one of those tonight with the wife. Cool, cool. Other than that, yeah, not much to say. Sounds good. Dave, what have you been up to? I don't think I've slept in about a week. Um, Why is that? I've been working kind of 12-hour days, and then I've had something to do kind of each night, like some kind of obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm on pills right now, just kind of drowsy, like my body is like crying for me to get some sleep. Um, went to and three here we parties. are dragging you on this ship. Yeah. yeah Shut that like, baby yeah, up. This is, I'm actually halfway asleep right now. Um, catch, I'm, I'm sleeping on with one eye open yes um yes yogi the third eye is closed now. yeah yes. this is actually this soon is to just, be the second <laughs> I'm, I'm dreaming all of this um so i went to a uh party this week that was the theme of which was a fully automated luxury gay space communism um, okay it was a real that's fun a party. very common very common party theme it's a good scenes, theme huh? it's a meme so it was a meme that was going around and we kind of centered the party around that meme but it like made for a really cool party like people were all into the like uh dressed up in whatever space regalia they found laying around um great a lot of people put dry ice in the drinks so we had all these really fancy like glowing drinks um someone had a vr game that they had made for the party um that was like how to explore like what like the future of a a fully automated luxury gay space communist uh, world would look like. Your lifestyle awesome. was crazy. And it was really conceptual, and I was like, this is really fun. Um, I mean, that's the lifestyle you get to live when you're a professional gamesman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one day. One day, maybe. Yeah. It was cool. Um, yeah, and then just like a lot of... I, I've, I've socialized so much this week that like I feel my, my voice is on its last limbs. And uh, yeah, but like... Well, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is college again, or you just kind of have like a schedule that no mortal should be have. Like it's just like, all yeah. right, well, we're gonna party until four a.m. and then wake up at six to go run, and then take six hours of classes and do it all over again. Um, Sounds like the dream. It's been cool. Like it's kind of yeah. a nice rest, but I I, I kind of want the work to slow down a bit. Um, yeah. Especially because a large a large part of my job is reading a lot of uh, scripts and like when you get scripts that are like numbering in the ten to twenty thousands of pages and like and scripts are so much like just kind of liner notes and mm-hmm. filler and stuff that you don't really need to review but it's there anyway. Um, I don't know. I I, I just feel like I'm going crazy. I I want a day to just sit under a tree. like well and take a nap or something today is your day you're sitting in under the the kaido tree all right actually right now socializing it's gonna drop on my head no (laughs) i'm holding it up with my my arms and i'm just i'm at the the apple of your knowledge yes don't let it drip on you okay i'll I'll help you i actually let it drip on you we'll both hold that tree yeah i'm holding it up by the rope I'm gonna tap you out, give your Yogi Dave a, a rest, your voice a rest. I'm gonna let you guys. I, I'm gonna spread my my apple of knowledge on you just for a second. 
I got oh. the apple butter, the knowledge butter. And I don't like, I don't like these metaphors at all. <laughs> and let him go. He I seems to like enjoy himself. Yeah. I don't know how I got on this on the internet this week. I stumbled across a deviant art page Uh-oh. that was centered on high res gifs of Godzilla's feet. <laughs> just the feet? And just the feet. And I found out that there's this dark corner of the internet where people just love to look at Godzilla's feet for who Godzilla knows what reason. I, was he crushing was a, things? Is he what? Is he crushing things? Is it like yeah, a foot crush fetish? No, yeah, it was like two. Th- what is it? Like the nineteen ninety nine or whatever the the terrible one with John Cusack. Yeah, I think I don't know the the like. Uh, I don't even remember how many like Western Godzillas there. Yeah, have it's been. like it's the American one where he had like a oddly buff body. Oh yes. Yes, it was that one. Yeah. And it was like shots from that movie and only that movie of him just crushing things. Yeah. And like they were high res, like they were 1080p GIFs of Godzilla's feet. <laughs> and I, I only sat around for one because it took like five minutes for it to load. But um, I can confirm that if any of our listeners have a Godzilla foot fetish, there is a place for you. And uh, it's at... It's that deviant art, as for most people with fetishes. Yeah, but fetish is like, there. it's like the gateway drug of fetishes. Yeah. Hang on, Godzilla foot fetish? Is that? No, 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 like any, drug? whoever you want. You want Godzilla, you want fucking Eisenhower, you want Doctor Who, That's you awful. want uh, Amy from Sonic. Like anyone you want, anyone you can think of. If you can dream yeah. it, it's been done, and it's on DeviantArt, and you can... I want to... Yeah. My Tom Nook foot fetish will finally totally. have a home. Yeah. Oh, he's... he's As far as dominant creatures go, Tom Nook is up there. <laughs> the most dominant of yeah, creatures. Yeah, the best dom-sub relationship around is Tom Nook and <laughs> the villager. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Yeah. Okay. Anyway, send well, your send your fan art to uh, KaidoCast. Yeah. Neokaido.com. Email it directly to Zach's house. <laughs> Let his dad find yes. it. <laughs> yeah. No, we will we will describe the image, no matter what kind of image, on the next podcast. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, speaking of fetishes, okay. wink, wink. Let's talk about some video games. How does that sound? That is a good fetish. It's a it's the best fetish, some might say. It's a pretty popular one. Yeah. Luke, you have a fetish. I have a deep fetish. A video Okay, maybe we stop calling it a fetish. <laughs> you have a deep love of video games. Uh let's hear let's hear what you've been playing more it in is, depth it, this it time. Is, it is a great hobby to yes. have. Don't kink shame, Zach. So uh I've been playing Don't say that. some Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age. Oh uh, yeah. It's uh it's pretty good. I'm not too far in it. I think I just picked up my first party members. Mm-hmm. Have have you played twelve, Dave? Oh yeah. 
So uh, twelve is the one that I can't seem to finish. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Even though I really enjoy twelve. So I didn't play the original, and apparently there's some differences in the thing. Mm-hmm. I like I like the combat style in it. Totally. Where where you can free roam. It's pretty much hit and run so far. I don't know yeah. if it stays like that, but uh, kind, kind like, of at least with like, the lower level enemies. Yeah, it's like uh, okay, hit them and then run away while my wait turn bar goes up. Okay, now mm-hmm. run back and hit them and then go back. Uh, I, like I said, I just picked up my actual party, my first two party members. So Is that I, Pinello I and Bosch or Fran and Bosch? No, not Fran Bosch. Bosch. Um, Balthier. Yeah, Fran and Bothier. Yeah, I, I just started with them, so I don't know how the AI is yet, whether they're good or not. I do like this whole Gambit system. Oh yeah, because it reminds me of uh, Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I Dragon Age, the original borrowed, Dragon borrowed Age Origin. That, yeah. Oh, did so, they? Okay, yeah. that's cool. So I hang on, that. can can I interject for a second? Sure. So I heard on another podcast that. The original Final Fantasy twelve was kind of a MMO, but single player. Like it played a lot like an MMO, but there was just nobody else with you. Um, I guess like how how is that? Like how does how does that gameplay fun then? Like did they change anything with the gameplay, or do they keep it like an, a single player MMO? Like what's going on there? Well, I didn't play the one on PS two. So okay. this is my first entrance into twelve. Well, does and it still? I I am not getting an MMO vibe. I'm getting a really? very big Final Fantasy vibe. Yeah. Uh, I I can't think of an MMO where I played like that. What it is now, it just feels mm-hmm. like an RPG, just regular RPG to me. Okay, so is it still uh, turn-based combat? It is. Uh, turn-based is meh. It has a weight bar that like gradually increases over time, and then it, when you get close to the enemy, if it's a melee attack, then it just uses that turn, and then the bar resets and goes back up. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. It's it's not like hey, it's your turn now. Pick an some action. Of the, yeah, some it, of the it's other. It's like half real action. Okay, so sense. some of the other Final Fantasies had that too, right? No. No, I mean I, I haven't really delved too deep into eleven or fourteen. Because I thought the but I know none of the other ones play like that. What, what, what Eight kind of plays like that. In what way? Without the moving. Where I it has that, where it has the bar showing up, like you can the the active time battle. Yeah, the active. So I think time every bar. Final Fantasy since seven gave you the option. You can have active or a wait active uh, time ba- uh, battle system. Oh really? Where wait would just stop the battle until you make your decision and active hmm. would you the game would still be rolling as you were making your decision oh, I, yeah. I never played a eight on weight so I, yeah. I didn't know that was an option yeah i've always played them on well, active. that would that would make it a lot easier probably mm-hmm. well, oh yeah <laughs> especially with so, uh, this well, um, the, the thing is the guardian forces animations took so long oh uh, jeez. i think that's why they put that on uh, uh active yeah so um I think that iOS one was based on a, a kind of like weight or whatever. The record uh, keeper. Battle, yeah, record keeper. I, I played know, I that played it for, for a maybe while. ten minutes, but I record played it for about kind of based on four four months. Oh really? Yeah, it's got a graphic style of four. Yeah, I could see that. Huh. But how it plays too. Hmm. I mean, it's cool. like so. Yeah. So what's the, what's the um the plot of this one? 
Uh, I really don't know right now. All I know <laughs> is um, the main character just stole something. Okay. And there's a big like resistance type thing because mm-hmm. the empire that they're part of fell. So they just got a new like mayor type thing. Like the it's a mayor from the enemy empire. So that goes and rules the people who have been dominated. It's the okay. marquee, right? So it's like it's like frozen. It's a console. It's a console. Okay. It's they're called the console. That's what they call okay. them in the game. Not the they they I don't know if they changed the voice acting in this game, but in original 12 they would call the marquee the marquis. And I was like, that's not how you say that. <laughs> it's marquee. Like, that's a real word. And Spe- everyone's like, speak- oh, yeah, the Marquis. I was like, mm, Spe- Speaking of voice acting, uh, I'm pretty upset because I like to play Final Fantasy games in Japanese because mm-hmm. I watch a lot of anime. They do not have subtitles for the Japanese voice acting. But they have Japanese voice acting? Yes, they have Japanese voice acting, but there's no subtitles to it. That's weird. That kind of hmm. That kind of made me sad. Because yeah. nor- normally Japanese voice actors, I feel like they get more into it. And, uh, you know, they're more passionate, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe. So it sounds more intense when they're talking. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to change it for one of these cutscenes. And there was no subtitles. I was like, I have no idea what he just said. Mm-hmm. So th- that's a big complaint. Yeah, that so seems strange. Hopefully next week I have more to talk about it. Like, cause I'm not that far. So that's that. Uh, I I don't think I finished it then, like two weeks ago. I finished Doom. I think okay. I talked to you guys about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are in love with it. I thought it was mm-hmm. meh. And it's just a meh shooter to me. I mean, I understand yeah. that's what Doom's supposed to be, but it, it was a. I felt like the the last boss battle could have been more intense. Yeah. And there should have been more boss battles. I think there's only three in the game. The rest was just like yes. horde mode waves. Yeah, I think there could have been a lot more boss battles, especially since you go to hell. That that would mm-hmm. have been cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's I I don't know I, I don't think it's a very cinematic game though. Like no, it's a very kinetic move yeah. forward. In well, the style of you know old shooters or like. Oh, the, b- before I was uh, before I conversed with you guys, I was literally you know going through the map trying to find all the collectibles. And mm-hmm. then you guys suggested I just go through the game first. And yeah. so I did that with the second half, and it definitely picked up for me. I got to yeah. say that. When I was just going, you know, straight from objective to objective, it was. Yeah. I'd say I found it more fun doing it that way. It was definitely more shooter ish and faster paced. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a mad game to me. Yeah. Just didn't it's, do it for you? Yeah, it just didn't do it for me. What was it, it was, missing? It's graphically pleasing. It just got. I think it was too repetitive for not enough rewards. Okay. For me. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can see. The, the, I can the see biggest. The biggest that. thing for me was just trying to finish the weapon challenges. And after I finished the weapon challenges, I was like, okay, well, I can't use that now because now I'm trying to do other weapon challenges. So. Yeah. That super shotgun, though, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I love that. Especially thing. when. Uh, you start out only being able to shoot once, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that was that was strange, but I mean, once you get that, once you are able to shoot twice, that's pretty nice. At, by the really end of the game, damage. by the end of the game, I had the unlimited ammo rune, 
mm-hmm. if you're above 75 armor. Yeah. And I just used the chain. Maybe this is why I didn't think the last boss was fun. Because I literally just ran in a circle with the chain gun on unlimited ammo. Just, oh, just dumping <laughs> bullets into the boss. Just, that's all that I did. still sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool running it. But I was like, because eh, I, I got the one where you make it like a turret and it just shoots. So just yeah. like nonstop shooting. Like it doesn't overheat at all because I yeah. did that challenge too. So my chain gun never overheated as a turn, and I'm running in a circle with unlimited ammo, just dumping bullets into this thing. I think if yeah. I played it again, I'd probably use the use the regular machine gun and just do it with missiles, like just shoot nonstop missiles at it. Yeah. See, so it's like got little parts like that where it's like, oh, hey, this is cool. I had a lot of fun with the snap maps, the mm-hmm. stuff people made. I oh, did yeah. have a lot of fun with that, yeah. See, I didn't get that into that. So, yeah, I, I'd like to hear what you what you saw in there. I uh, saw some, like, they try to remake some arcade games through mm-hmm. it. Okay. Like, some knockoffs and stuff. Oh, man, and, is it like Little Big Planet? No. No, not really. <laughs> it was like, it was like eh, go through this linear hallway and go kill this and go kill that. And it was still, you know, wave mode and all that. Oh. But I just felt like I didn't play the multiplayer, so I don't know what that's like. Because I'm, yeah, mul- I'm pretty you, junky. You're not at, missing out. I'm pretty junky at uh, shooters in the first place. Yeah, I. As far as that, I didn't play a lot of snap maps. I played a little bit of it, but the one maps I did did play, I it was fun. You know, I was playing with my brother, so we're trying to beat each other's score. Yeah. So stuff like that. Huh. Cool. Cool. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, uh, it cracks me up that the the Snapchat feature is called Snap Map. So every time I hear anybody say Snap Map, like that isn't associated with video games, it cracks me up because I'm just like, first thing that comes to my mind is Doom. Is that a thing in Snapchat? Yes. Really? <laughs> you can you can it's give Snap Snapchat Map. your you can give Snapchat your location, and whenever you post like stories, it will uh it'll show where you're at on like a map of the world hmm. it's called no. snap map yeah i always knew snap maps to be doom even before i played it yeah isn't the point of snapchat to be anonymous yeah not to well, give I mean, away your exact location. yeah it's even less so now because like you you can have your picture show up for as long as you want remember okay. when you still had to like hold the the picture or the the button on their name those were the good old days I haven't. I didn't really get into Snapchat. Yeah, Nostalgic I didn't for do it either. Early days of Snapchat. <laughs> I'm not big on taking pictures of myself. My my generation had different ways to send each other nudes. Back in my day, <laughs> it was the well, post office. So stamps dot com. The, <laughs> <laughs> be an American and go to your post office to send all your nudes. Go to the go get them developed at a film place. Oh, God. <laughs> Say, please develop my nudes, sir. That's great. They're just hanging. Just hanging. Like you're <laughs> some, hanging, and they're hanging. Some and... poor teenage kid is like developing your nudes in a dark room, <laughs> just hating his life, and listening to the Kaido cast. Yep. What else have you been playing, Luke? Uh, so Diablo three is a okay. big part. The new season is about to start, so I'm going to pick that up, and I'll be streaming the season play. If you guys want to watch that. Cool. Uh, Diablo has so much to say about that. The, the necro. 
Yeah, still am trying to get trying to get the fully geared and try that stuff out before the season starts, so I can rush that. See how that goes. And my last game I want to talk about is called Master X Master. Have either of you heard of this? No, uh, no. So it's like a MOBA arena. Like it's not really MOBA, like League of Legends type, but it's like okay. an arena. A PvP type game, and it's by Nexon, and you play the Nexon characters, and you control two of them one at a time, and it's just pretty much a battle royale of a top-down MOBA type game style. Mm-hmm. So I installed that. I plan on streaming that, see what that's like, because I think that just released here in the short past. Okay. So then, have you ever have you heard of Battle Right? Battle right, battle right. I feel like I have. It's been familiar. on the front of Steam a few times. If you look that up, that kind of sounds like what you're explaining, which it's like a hero-based arena PvP thing where I think you go in with, I think it's 2v2 or 3v3, and it's like a really small area that you um, just engage in, in like battles with these heroes that have like special abilities. And it kind of looks like... Just by pictures, it kind of comes off as a MOBA, but it is not a MOBA at all. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know what to classify it as right now. Yeah. I'm sure there. I'm sure there is a genre. I just don't know the name of it. Multiplayer, online, small battle arena, Mazba. I mean, it's if you go by the name, it's technically what it is. It's a multiplayer online battle yeah. arena, but the way the League of Legends and Dota have shaped the genre. I feel like mm-hmm. it needs to be labeled something else. Yeah. Cool, cool. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Other than my usuals, you know, 14 and all that stuff. Smite. Cool. Dave? Hello. Have you fantasized about any games here lately? Um. Yeah, I've been playing a little game called DOA Extreme 3. Um, oh, that's the one with the... Uh, the beach volleyball, right? That's the one that didn't come out here because, I don't know, people were like, this game doesn't sell except to, you know, a series of four to 5,000 pervos. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, no, I've been uh, chipping away and just finished um, Night in the Woods, uh, which I'm going to give it a few days to kind of like sink in. Mm-hmm. But that might be the f- uh, front runner for my favorite game that I've played this year. Wow. Um, it would be a definite thing, but I was kind of taken aback by how it ends. Okay. Um, it's very, it's it's very tonally consistent for about ninety percent of it, and then something extremely strange happens at the end of this game. Um that I don't think fits super well. Oh, really? Um, and then the game just ends. And I was like, what? What was that? What was... And I'm trying... I'm sitting here thinking, like, what could that have represented? Or um, is there a kind of uh, morale to this game that I am not picking up on that I should have from that ending? Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm still kind of like racking my brain over what I I, I finished it last night, uh, right before I went to bed. Yeah. It was like three a.m. So, 
it, I have not had much time to kind of sit on the ending. Um, overall, though, it's a fantastic game. Um, it's a very, uh, it's a very sweet game, mm-hmm. but it's about very sad things. Um, but very relatable and common things. It's about, yeah, like in in. It's a character study on kind of people who are not satisfied with their life. Okay. Um, and kind of like how that affects relationships. And, and then you draw it back and it's kind of about a changing era. Um, it's about people kind of, it's, it, it's kind of this, it's, it's highlighting people who are stuck to their past. People who are trying to break out of that rut of everyday small town life. Yeah. Um, and not being able to. So the overall story is that you're playing as this character, May. I think her last name's like Barowski or something. <laughs> um, she comes home from college. She says it's not for me. Um, and then she kind of she seems like she's trying to recapture that kind of safety that you feel when you're a teen in your hometown, mm-hmm. like this kind of invincible feeling you have from being a kid who doesn't quite have responsibilities yet um yeah because as the game develops like it starts out like your friends are like oh it's cool that you're back and we can all hang out again um but very not too far into the game you start realizing that may who seems like um she's being kind of even keeled or mature about the experience is really uh she's kind of in a state of arrested development she's not uh allowing herself to grow up and when her friends are showing signs of maturity uh, she kind of, uh, uh, what's it called? Retaliates against that. So there's a scene where you go into a hot topic, um, and it's like the game's equivalent of a hot topic. Yeah. And May's like, "Hey, let's uh shoplift like we used to," and the friend that she's with is like really put off by that. And May's like, "We used to do this all the time, and who cares? And this place isn't gonna miss it." Um. So you like do this shoplifting. And your friend kind of goes along with it. Um, but then you kind of talk about it after a while and you return the item that you stole. Um, and then you're like, this isn't your fault, person at the register. We, you were going to get in trouble for like our shitty behavior. So like they did kind of do the right thing at the end. Yeah. Um, but it's basically like, it's a lot of like small vignettes like that. It's people kind of like being guarded about the things that they're uh, upset about with their lives. Um, trying to put on a brave face. Um, like you have this friend and his, uh, boyfriend, like, is this really sweet dude. Um, Mm -hmm. and you find out like when you're, when you're hanging out with him in the woods one night that he was abused by his parents. Um, Um, and he like made the conscious decision just to not be like them. Um, mm -hmm. and he's like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of like, all the characters in this game are damaged in some capacity, um, in ways that aren't their fault. It, they're, they're. There are things like either like they were outside influences, whether it's like the corruption of the city officials or just like p- things outside their control kind of got to them. Um, and then there's this thing that's teased throughout the game about May's past. She did something in high school that kind of made her the town pariah. Yeah. And it's kind of teased throughout the game. Like what could she have done that had made everyone kind of turn against her? Um and like I, I won't give that away because that's like a really big reveal. But um, mm-hmm. 
but it's it, it's really powerful when she finally like sits down and kind of tries to explain like what she went through how that changed her and her family like basically this thing that she did kind of caused her family to almost go bankrupt and that's oh, kind wow. of a running thing through the game too is like your parents are afraid they're not gonna be able to afford the house anymore um everyone in this town is basically going through shit um yeah that is somehow out of their control and just trying to kind of like deal with it and you kind of learn like very slowly like you play you know day after day after day and you learn a little bit more about your neighbors um and what's kind of going on in their lives and like everyone at face value seems a certain way but kind of like again as you get to know them a little bit more um kind of reveals their true persona Mm -hmm. um and then just just a lot of like really real conversations like there's this one time where may goes into the woods and there's a homeless man there and she kind of sits and talks to him for a while and like you really get to like know this person and care about them and then like you see the city officials discussing like kicking the homeless dude out of town um because people don't feel safe with him around even though like you know like that this person's fine um yeah it's a lot of like dealing with things like may has these dreams and she's not sure if she is like losing it like if she's like developing some kind of uh uh pathos or like um or if she's actually being contacted by god like and that's something that she's struggling with like these characters are like it's a really good look into kind of like small town america and how these like giant forces that are beyond everyone's control can kind of like destroy the fabric of like relationships and neighbors and everything um and like like your father's a good example of that where like he has to keep switching jobs cuz he keeps getting laid off yeah um and he kind of just tries to deal with it by watching comedy shows at night and you watch like this really goofy show with him every night um and he's like clearly like super stressed out about everything Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like a lot of these things, like the characters will eventually lay out for you. Um, yeah, like you have another friend named B, and like her mom died, and like May forgot that her mom died. Um, so when she says like, "Oh, how are your parents?" like saying it in the plural form, like B gets really pissed off and kicks you out of your out of her car, and you yeah. have to walk the rest of the way home. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's it, it's super good. Like it, it's. Again, it's one of those things where, like, games don't really focus on characters so much as, like, using characters as the talisman to drive the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, it's... If you ever, like... <laughs> if you, if you listener, have ever had a moment where you've kind of questioned your purpose or your direction in life, um, which, if you have not, you are not thinking deeply enough. <laughs> and you're living a great life. You are living an awesome life. If at no point you've thought, am I like is my life going the way I want it to be going? Um then th- I like highly recommend this game. I was talking to you about it yesterday a little bit. Like this game has a really good economy mm-hmm. um with its script. Like characters never say something that's not either integral to like their development. Um or kind of integral to setting the scene or the setting or advancing the plot. There's no yeah. filler dialogue, which I think is very important. No one's saying anything just because it's something to say or like we need to give these NPCs a line every day in the event that you go talk to them. Like uh 
it's all very tightly written. It's hilarious. Like this is a very funny game uh, mm-hmm. up until when it gets very dark. Um, but that it all it handles it all very well. Like so, the so, point is everything's very earned. Yeah, which so is what I appreciate. Does the does like the the dialogue of the because they're teens, right? Like they're all like twenty or yeah, they're all like twenty, aren't they? Uh, your friends are all college aged. Okay, so I think you're so, the youngest one at twenty. Okay, so do they do a pretty good job at keeping the dialogue? like fitting i guess like because oh yeah some games have trouble with making young adults sound like young adults i think the closest point of comparison i would say is uh what's the other teen game uh life, life is, is strange? strange yeah it's it's but life is strange did have problems with its writing mm-hmm. where there were times where those teens did not sound like teens um i mean that team isn't an american team yeah so, but they were trying to emulate like an American small town, um, and I I like Life is Strange a lot, and I think for the most part it was effective. Um, yeah. But this game's writing is a lot better. Um, okay. And yeah, like, these characters feel like real people. Like they speak in a way that like they don't. It doesn't lean too heavily into like meme talk. They feel like real animals. They're like real animals. <laughs> um, they're real animals with real problems. No, they're they're very. Yeah. Uh, uh, expressive and uh they're they're very creative people like you can tell like may just because of the type of person she is she's made a group of friends that are very creative like you have a friend named uh greg who's uh very sweet but very spazzy and like enjoys breaking the rules um yeah. so you do a lot of things with him that are basically like breaking the law like you sneak out to places you're like you want to like you find an abandoned car and you're like you want to just smash this thing with bats and they're like yeah that sounds like fun um so you just do stuff like that or you go to this mall with b um and you find the controls to uh the fountain and the fountain has like this fish head that moves around so you just kind of move it around you start spraying the other mall patrons with the fish fountain um and then you find like the pa for the mall and then you make like these all these announcements that like are meant to freak out the the guests of the mall (laughs) It's cool. Like, it's a lot of small little stories. It's really tight. Like, it's an eight-hour game. Um, None of... At no point was I, like, feeling like any of it was a slog um, or unnecessary. Like, I think it all worked super well up until this part at the end Mm -hmm. that, like, there's this this ongoing mystery in the game where May sees a ghost. Um, Okay. And she's telling her friends, like, I keep seeing this ghost. This ghost is following me around. I feel like the ghost is getting in my head. Um, at one point, you see the ghost looks like it like attacks another person, and you're like, "What's going on with this ghost?" You know, your your aunt, who's a cop, doesn't believe you. Yeah. Um, even though a few days prior, your friends all find an arm, just an, a severed arm, outside of the diner. Okay. Yeah. That's. I, I was gonna ask about that. Like, does this game like retain that? Like, it was. I don't know. I I don't I didn't really know what to expect from the game as far as like themes, but it mm-hmm. definitely held a mysterious theme. Does it like does it keep that throughout the game? Yeah, so especially with May's dreams, like she continues to have these strange dreams that like kind of bec- more and more you start to derive a meaning from them. Um you also do things like when you're exploring this ghost story, you start to learn about the past of the town a little bit more and how uh like 
there was a massacre there was a minor strike basically um okay. and a bunch of miners uh there there were two basically there were two things that happened there was a collapse in the mine that killed a bunch of miners um and so like the remaining miners held a strike for better conditions um and then the national guard came and shot them cool um and this was like way in the past like 100 years ago uh but they find all the the newspapers for all these stories um yeah. this game has a very big slant uh towards uh how workers are mistreated um and that's seen through all your friends all your friends are working jobs that they absolutely hate um that they don't care about that isn't helping them and your dad too like everyone's working a job that they don't like but it's the only job they can find yeah um i mean i feel like that's kind of like fitting i guess like a lot of people are in that situation yeah no it's it's, it's definitely it's very, like it's very um relatable yeah no it's very like of the times like this game was made with like kind of the recession in mind yeah it was like a lot of people are struggling right now um and this game was kind of made with those themes mm -hmm. uh and i think it does it all really well like uh I just think like the way that like you under you start you slowly envelop everyone's stories um is is really powerful. Like there are mm -hmm. definitely moments where I was getting choked up. Yeah. Um so, and I really like these characters a lot. Yeah. And um I don't know, while I was playing it, like you kind of said that she struggles with kind of growing up mm -hmm. as the game goes on. Like I <laughs> I noticed how I guess like okay and like kind of I, I don't know she seemed really strange strange about like telling people that she dropped out of college like she right. runs into her old teacher and you know he's like talking about oh yeah like you're gonna be you never paid attention in my class i hope you do better in college right like i dropped out like yeah finger finger guns pointing at him i, I dropped mm -hmm. out snaps like does she ever come to like the realization that okay like maybe i should is that kind of another one of the, the themes is like just growing up and realizing that like n not to be comfortable with just living in your parents' house and like realizing that there's, there's a world out there that you need to go like live in instead she, of just being she, under she the She eventually roof of... explains why she dropped out of college. Okay. Because um, people are trying to like take get it out of her. Okay. Like most mornings, your mom who's sitting down on the kitchen table will say, like, are you ready to talk about why you dropped out? Um, and she'll say, like, not now or whatever. Yeah. Um, your friends try to tease it out of you a few times. Um, uh -huh. It's not till late game where May sits down and is like, this is the reason uh, I had to go. Yeah. Um, it's very dark. Hmm. It is not like... Um, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but it's not just kind of a, you know, shrugging and motion like it felt right. Like she has a very clear reason why she left. Yeah. Um, and it, which is tied to kind of her own backstory. Okay. Um, which you learn more about. Uh, and so you're like, okay, that is a very valid reason why mm -hmm. you would have to leave. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, like this game gets very, uh, I'm trying to think like cerebral in its last like quarter, maybe not even like its last like maybe 10% mm -hmm. where you start questioning what's going on 
uh, and what's real and what isn't real. And like, um, and again, like the denouement, the last like part of the story, uh, the last big event. Yeah. I'm just there thinking like, this is a very strange way to end this story. Um, but either way, like, I don't think that ruined the experience for me. Like I got what I got. I I was getting everything I kind of wanted out of this game. Yeah. And like, I don't think it stuck the landing, but again, I'm, I'm still sitting on it and I might actually replay this game knowing now what I know. Yeah. Um, to kind of see like how the story develops with that kind of ending in mind. Um, but, uh, yeah. Also, I found out, I was talking about this at the party I went to, this game. Uh, apparently, this game was developed by, like, four people. Really? Uh, yeah, a small team. I think it's a husband and wife team. And then they hired, oh. like, an animator or two and a programmer and kind of went at it. Um, cool. Yeah, it's fantastic for such a small team. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that I noticed is, like, it moves really smooth. Yeah. Like, it, it feels nice to to just move around. Like, it doesn't feel like... I don't know. You don't feel heavy. You feel like really lightweight, and I don't know. It, it, like the animation looks really nice. Mm-hmm. No, but, it's a it's a good looking game. Really stylized. Uh, yeah, yeah, and like all the new areas look really cool as you like explore, and the town kind of shifts in seasons over time. Um, cool. It's a good game. Uh, real cool game. It might be my favorite game of this year. Um, I will sit on that and see how I feel about that in you know five months. Luke is rubbing his head trying to figure out why we like this game, I'm sure. No, I'm just listening. <laughs> no, it's a cool game. Like I, I, I think like I, I I have trouble thinking of the kind of person that this wouldn't appeal to. Mm-hmm. Like if you have any kind of like introspection, like if you've ever felt like just questioning your place in this world and like I don't know, just if you've ever thought like what I know is this a couple all, people all... who don't like uh yeah. like dialogue type games. So if sure. you don't like dialogue story type games, this yeah. sounds like it would not be for you. Yeah, I just feel like I don't know, this grabbed me in a really like meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um I've only played like the first hour of it, so like I I just got past the part where they find the arm. Okay. And like I don't know. It it hasn't like done anything crazy for me yet. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously that's like the first hour. <laughs> so, right. um, I mean, I'm definitely gonna play more of it. I'll probably finish it. Like, sounds like it's a pretty good game. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'd definitely like to see it through, especially if you're saying it's that high up on uh, your favorite games of the year. Yeah, I mean, um, it's again a lot of it. Like I said, is economy. Like, this was a good game that finished in eight hours. Like, yeah. I loved Zelda and Persona and Nier, but all of those games were like 50 plus hour experiences. Like Zelda and yeah. Persona in particular were over 100. And mm-hmm. like, you know, there were times there where I was like, this is a slog. Yeah. And so like being able to finish a game in eight hours and enjoying all of it is cool. Like, yeah. I really appreciate like, thank God that this isn't another fucking dozens and dozens of hour game where I'm kind of just repeating the same mechanics yeah, let me tell you about uh, Edith Finch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I actually probably will play that pretty soon. Yeah, it was um, pretty good. Yeah, review on the site. Yep. Um, yeah, and then I picked up a uh, Hollow Knight. I'm gonna play probably through that next. Okay. Um, 
all I can really say about Hollow Knight so far is that it moves super well. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels good to play. Like, like it, it is crucial when you are having a side-scrolling platformer that it feels good to jump. Yes. And it feels like the con- like the action of hitting an enemy feels punchy and weighty in a way that like, um, that it doesn't feel like I don't know flimsy. Yeah, like you're just swiping through. Exactly. Like, that like it, the the animation, everything clicks. Um, you feel strong. Yeah, or it feels like you're Poignant. actually you're making contact. Yeah, um, that's a better way to put it. That so so far, Hollow Knight controls super well. Um, has a nice art style and pretty good music. Okay. Um, but I've heard really good things about this, and like I haven't really found any mechanics so far outside of the platforming and the combat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Metroidvania style game, which means it should start expanding pretty soon, as far as my abilities and yeah um kind of how you traverse through the world um so we'll see like it, it's made a good first impression so far but i haven't found kind of the hook that makes it different than any other uh side-scrolling platformer cool um i'm trying to think if there's anything else i'm gonna be playing soon uh i i i probably will pick up final fantasy 12 i, I mm. should, like um that game's kind of just been a white whale for me for the longest time. Like, I don't know why I keep approaching it and I'm unable to conquer it. The idea that you can speed up time by four uh, four times uh, is really... Oh, yeah. That helps uh, a lot. Yeah, that's really inviting to me because a lot of that game in my memory is tr- like trudging through <laughs> caves and dunes and just long corridors and abandoned mines where you just fight a bunch of like low level enemies and it takes a long time. So yeah, knowing that I can just fast was, forward through like, that. I saw that and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try playing it where I don't fast forward. And then I got to this part where it's like, Hey, run through this field. I was like, okay, I'm breaking that rule already. Yeah. <laughs> and especially when like so much of that focus of that game is on the gambits and like this game kind of introduced yeah, I, I might be wrong. I think this game introduced that system um, of basically being able to program your AI to do uh, combat in a certain order. Um, so, for example, like, say your healer will have a gambit uh, and hers will read, like, or his, whoever you choose to be the healer, mm-hmm. will read, like, okay, if uh, another party member falls below 30%, use this spell. Yeah. Um, and then, like, but the gambits have, like, the, basically the lines of code you can program are, like, they get up to, like, 12 or 16 commands. Like, you, they unlock more over time, which is kind of annoying, like, the idea that you can't, like, program them very uh, specifically right from the get-go. Um, you kind of have to find the gam- the different commands. And uh, so, like, you'll start with, like, a HP plus 50 or HP under 50. But then as you play the game, you'll find, like, an HP under 40, HP under 30, like... So you can make yeah, more specific that's commands. That's what Dragon Age did. So yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Dragon Age, yeah, had that. Um, like, that's it was cool. made more or less around the same time. But, like, I, I feel like this game has a better uh, system than, like, especially Inquisition. I think Inquisition, like, dumbed it down a whole bunch. Um, But, like, yeah, that system is really smart. Um, mechanically, I think Final Fantasy twelve is one of, if not the best, Final Fantasy there's just so much customization. There's a reason that the fans of this game play it for hundreds and hundreds of hours. Because there's actually I could, like I could see me playing it again, making yeah. uh, different jobs and stuff. Yeah, there's like legitimately hundreds of hours of content though. Like 
in all the like the PlayStation era Final Fantasies and below, like there's not hundreds of hours of content. There's like roughly 80 hours worth before you've done everything you can do. Um, and this game like really expands it. The hunt, like the the hunting, uh, the quests, I should say, um, like are really fun to do. And there's a boss in this game that I think it takes a full day to beat, which is crazy. Um, wow. I think yeah, I might jump into Final Fantasy 12 pretty soon. Cool. So I guess that leaves me. What have I been playing? What have you been playing? What have I been playing? I have been playing... Just the overview is uh, Yonder, Next Machina, and uh, Demo. Mm-hmm. That hot new game, Demo. I guess I'll start with that, since I'll start with what I've put the least amount of time in. Uh, we were talking about Elite Beat Agents, and then we got on the topic of rhythm games. Mm-hmm. And... Dave, you mentioned that Demo was halfway decent. And oh, yeah. I had seen it on the uh, on the App Store, because this is on iOS and Android. And I had seen it on the App Store a few times. And I don't know, it just never really, it didn't look like my kind of game. Like, the music, especially with it being this, like, orchestral, like, numbers that, I, I don't know, they just didn't seem to really spark my interest. But I picked it up. I downloaded it on your recommendation, and that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good rhythm game. Yeah, it is. It, it feels really nice. It's way better than any of the other. Cause okay, so it has it has like a note highway, a lot like Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, have you played this? What is it? It's called Demo. No, it's I like a piano rhythm game. Yeah, it's like a piano rhythm game, and my girlfriend said it, it was kind of like a. It's for iOS and Android. Yeah, I don't think so. And my girlfriend, she said that it kind of looked like the the Smule, uh, like piano app. Mm-hmm. And I I think it feels way better to play than that. Yeah, like it's a lot more um, active, I guess. Like because you have to pay attention for whenever you have um, like notes that you slide because you'll get yeah. these uh, golden notes that will like go in. Like they'll they'll be next to each other. It's kind of like in Guitar Hero, whenever you have the the uh, the notes that are lit up, uh, where you just have to like tap the the button. Except it feels way cooler to slide your finger across your phone screen and then like switch off on on fingers. Like you'll start sliding to the right with your right finger, and then it'll come back left, and you switch fingers, and ah, oh. and at the same time you're tapping with your other hand or your other thumb, and it just it. It is really, really good. Like, yeah. compared to a lot of um, rhythm games on iOS and Android that like have the same kind of note highway and stuff. Like, they just they feel clunky and they don't run smooth. I feel like, and this is a really nice one of those on on your phone. And um, it also has a lot of songs, like DLC mm-hmm. songs and stuff. Um, I haven't bought any any yet. I'm still unlocking like the f- the starter songs or whatever. But um, yeah, it just feels really good. Like, and you can change the. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can like change the pitch and the speed. Yeah. And something else. Uh, wh- b- before you start playing a song, and I I don't know. I've been rocking everything out on on hard, and it mm-hmm. it's like so much better because you get a lot of those those sliding notes and stuff. Yeah, and it it's just really fun. Uh, I definitely recommend it, Luke. If uh, 
you want to play another rhythm game. I know you're playing a lot of Rock I, Band I, 4. I, I do love them rhythm games. <laughs> yeah, definitely check that one out. Um, next is Next Machina. And uh, what do you guys know about this game? It's made by the Resogun folks. Yes. Um, it is a Smash TV-like. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Top okay. down, a lot uh, yeah. of carnage and yeah you know so, just bullet hell yeah it definitely now that you said smash tv it takes a lot from smash tv oh yeah now that i think about it um yeah so basically this is the like culmination of Rezogun with like you said smash tv and kind of it almost has a I don't know. I, I guess it's just we haven't had a lot of arcade-style games in so long that you want to say roguelike, but, you know, it's based on these these runs through all of the stages in the game. So I want to say that there's 99 stages, and each stage is, like, will take you, like, 30 seconds max, or probably, like, a minute max, between, like, 15 and a minute to like finish a little stage and then your little dude, your little motor- motorcycle guy will like go to the next stage, like by way of jetpack. And this game is just intense. Like it, it drops you in into these stages and there's just enemies spawning all around you. And for the most part, you can like kill each enemy with um, just a few hits because it's a, it's a twin stick shooter. And like you always have your, you're always shooting, like looking around, you're always shooting. It's a lot uh, like uh, Geometry Wars in that way. And it's uh, it's really crazy. Like I I really liked Rezogun, and I played a lot of Rezogun. Like I still play Rezogun every once in a while. I think I have a platinum on, on it. And um, it definitely kind of scratches that itch a little bit. Like not all the way, like... There's a few things that I like more about Rezogun, just like that. I don't. I don't know. the The look can of a uh, Next Machina can be a little overwhelming at times. Like there's definitely that that feeling of just like there's just so much stuff around me. And since it's like like even though you're still moving like two dimensional, like you're not jumping or anything. It, it like with it being an overhead uh, camera angle. Like, it just feels like there's a lot happening because, like, you have that depth. But with Rezogun, you were on, like, a single plane just going left or right and, it and like, up and down, and it just felt really good. But um, it takes a lot from, like, what you're actually doing. It takes a lot of that from Rezogun. Like, you're saving... Like, each stage has uh, a set amount of humans that you're trying to save, and it even has, like, the same audio of like the save the last human and you you save each of the humans like you have your disruptors you have your visitors and stuff which they kind of appear randomly on stages uh or the the disruptors do like you have a set amount amount of disruptors in each chapter and they kind of they kind of spawn randomly and um yeah so you're like trying to achieve those goals and also get the highest score you can and not die every time you every time you use a life it resets your your uh, multiplier and it's it's just crazy <laughs> like there's no other way to put it other than it's crazy like 
there's like some level of comprehension you can have of what's happening in Resogun, but this game is intense. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's an arcade game that has one hit and you're dead. So, I mean, you get a lot of shields. And on, on the same front, like, you get a lot of power-ups that are pretty useless. Like, there's only one that I really like, which is, like, the power shot, which uh, you hold the, the right trigger, or R1. I'm playing on PC with a, a PS4 controller. So you, like, hold R1, and it'll charge this little beam. Like, it only takes, like, two seconds to charge it, and then you can shoot pretty much all the way across the, the stage that you're on. And it's a one-shot kill for anything, uh, except for bosses. And that that will recharge after, like, three seconds. Like, everything in this game is on, uh, like, cooldowns that are super short. <laughs> like, all the all the power-ups take, like, thir- or three seconds after you use them. And, like, you feel really powerful, but a lot of those power-ups are pretty useless. Like, there's one that will set off a small explosion, uh, like, where you're standing, and that just feels like like you want to stay as far away from from all the enemies as you can like you kind of want to train them and that just feels like it makes you get as close as you can to them and that like it doesn't feel that useful and there's like another one that you can launch a a bomb and detonate it whenever you hit the the left trigger and um yeah it it's it's a really cool game it's it definitely gets uh the blood pumping and uh, yeah, that's uh, next mocking. I don't know if you guys will check that one out. I'm not big on like twin stick type shooter stuff. Yeah. I is it distracting how like the art style of it makes me look makes it look like I won't be able to make heads or tails of what I'm looking at. It is very everything busy. Everything is so everything is so shiny and visceral and like flying all over the place, and I like there's a certain cleanness I like I expect from my shoot 'em ups. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of shoot 'em ups that I enjoy, like Ikaruga or whatever, um, you know, have a shitload of things going on on the screen, but like the yeah. color palette is such that like you always have you can keep track of where yeah. you are. Yeah, it's and like this game looks like yeah. yeah. And this game looks like there's so much chaos on the screen that I will just lose track of where I am or what's flying at me because of so many like effects kind of piled onto each other. Mm-hmm. Um, is have you found that distracting? Because that's so, the thing that's keeping me from playing this. I'm like that looks like it'll be miserable to play because there's too much like uh, there, visual mayhem. Yeah, there definitely are times that it feels like a lot because it takes another thing that it takes from Resogun is like when you shoot things and you, like you blow somebody up is, like, a bunch of, like, cubes fly everywhere. Yeah, that stuff was rough. And, like, in Resogun, I feel like it was fine because, for the most part, you were... They weren't flying at you. They were, like, kind of exploding out and then down. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't flying straight up at the camera. Mm-hmm. But in this game, it does get, like, kind of hard to see what's going on sometimes. Like, I mean, you have an, You get used to, like, where your character is. Like, it's definitely that kind of... Like Zen, where like you're not even looking at your guy, you're just looking at where you're shooting, and you can tell if a bullet's about to hit you. Right. But yeah, there there definitely are times where it's like there's just so much chaos happening that I didn't even realize that I was a, that there was an artillery uh, an artillery shell like about mm-hmm. to land on top of me because I mean it it does a lot of stuff with the audio like if uh one of the 
I guess they're, I don't even know what they are. I guess just, I mean, robots. Um, if one of the robots is about to take one of the humans, it'll make this, like, I, I don't, it makes a sound kind of like the beginning of, uh, oh man, what's that, what, what's that one game? Um, oh, Gauntlet. It sounds like the beginning of oh. Gauntlet. That like, mm-hmm. um, it'll make that sound. And that's how you know, like, if somebody's about to steal one of your humans, like, okay. whenever there's a laser about to be shot out of a, uh, out of, like, the laser cannon thing, like, tanks, like, you can definitely, like, tell when that's about to happen just by audio. Like, I definitely recommend playing this with headphones because it, it'll it'll add a lot to, like, your ability to watch out for what's coming. But as far as, like, visually, yes, it gets very, very busy at times and it is kind of hard to figure out what's going on but i mean after playing a few hours of it i've i've kind of i've gotten used to it is it more or less intense than geometry wars um i think it's I more like that's intense. where I, that's where like i draw the line i think geometry <laughs> wars is like enough of you know like particle effects and stuff I think, uh-huh. yeah, I think it's more intense just because it is, like, trying to hit a, like, a 3D, like, world. Like, it, it's it's rendering out all these these things in 3D and, that, like, they're taking up space. And, like, Geometry war, Wars is just, like, these, um, um what, are, what is that called? Uh, it, it's just, like, they're, they're 2D and, and uh, they're, like, vector graphics. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I was looking for. Um, but this is like, yeah, it, just having it in three D, I think, does make it more busy than and mm-hmm. more chaotic. Because, I mean, it has a lot of stuff that like Geometry Wars does. Like if you ki- if you shoot this enemy a bunch of times, it breaks off into four pieces, and then like those pieces start shooting out at you, and and like, but you're also trying to juggle this these other things, so you're like you're kind of um, prioritizing enemies and, like, which ones you kill first, which is kind of cool. Like, it, it's definitely, it adds a little bit of strategy strategy instead of uh, just mindlessly running around shooting. And also, this game has, um, like, secret levels and secret humans and stuff. Like, there's there's some, there's, like, some, like, layers, I guess, to, to what you're doing. Like, there, there's other things that you can focus on like once you have a better understanding of what's going on, but and I, I think that just adds to how much how much more chaotic it can get. And um yeah, I hope that kinda answered your question. I I mean, yeah, it did, but not in the way that would make me want to play it. Yeah. Like I might yeah, this seems like a game that eventually will show up on PSN plus as a free download. Yeah, in which case I, I might give that. it a go. It's it's just like I, I am very peculiar uh, particular about my shoot 'em ups mm-hmm. and like I'm sure this game feels good to play, but like I don't need it to be just this like visual feast <laughs> like to be entertaining. Yeah. And I feel yeah, like I'm, if I'm I I'm pretty bad I, at Geometry yeah. Wars, so after seeing that I'm like, uh yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do that. See, I like to overload my my brain as much as I can <laughs> sometimes. You got that young brain that can yeah. handle it. You go to raves and things like yeah, sure. Yeah, this is why I'm playing visual novels and <laughs> and mostly text-based adventures. Like <laughs> my old brain can't handle that anymore. 
yeah. So uh, that's kind of all I have to say about Next Machina. But lastly is a game that we received called Yonder. Now, at the time of this going up, we will be out of the embargo. But I got this game last Wednesday, I believe. Tuesday. Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Um, and, you know, we we talked about it a little bit before whenever we were mentioning what was coming out this month. And I was pretty I was pretty excited for it. Like it it looks like a like a Harvest Moon kind of game with a really cool like clay art style. Um and like you're you're on a mysterious island and like you get to hang out with animals and it just looked really like intriguing and reminded me of a like a a 3D like style stylish or more like stylistic um, Stardew Valley. So okay, like I'll I'm into this. Like I really want to try this out. So uh, I got the game, and let me tell you, <laughs> what do you want to hear about first? What how I feel about it being a a farming game or a story game? What's it pitched as? Well, that that is the pitch. It's like a peaceful like okay, the pitch is. It's this peaceful, like, relaxing game that you can just explore this island and do whatever you like. And, like, manager... Like, it, like they have pictures of, like, you hanging out with animals. And... Is, it, is it like Harvest Moon in that you're kind of working within this economy? Or is it, like, more Minecraft where you're doing a bunch of, like, resource management and harvesting of whatever materials or farming or... Okay, so... I'm going to tell you what it's actually like. Okay. <laughs> so, it's almost neither. I guess it's more... I guess it would be more in the Harvest Moon vein, but it doesn't even matter. Like, your farm doesn't even matter because after you... After I Har- created it an hour into the game, I haven't been back to that stupid farm. And I just thought of a character named Harvest Moon Bane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harvest- Batman! <laughs> Coming to see my tomatoes, Batman. My cows give high quality milk. Oh, Batman. Batman. Oh. <laughs> I can't do Everybody Bane. wonders how I got the farm. Oh, Batman. Each according to their needs, Batman. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, like, I haven't been back to my farm, and I'm like five hours into the game, and... Uh, I've all I've done so far is like I've done like twenty or, or twenty five like fetch quests, and like there's a main story in this game which makes no sense. Like, okay, I'll start from the beginning. So the game starts out with you on this boat, and like you're you're just sailing on the ocean, and the very literally the first thing that I noticed was like, where is the sound? Like, it, it was like. The sound of the water, like of the the boat going through the water, was there, but it was just like little puddle slashes. Like it was like they recorded somebody walking through a puddle. And I mean, to be fair, this game is created by, uh, or on their website they have it under three people, and uh, it's made by a studio called Prideful Sloth, uh-huh. and 
the the three developers, which they they've been in the business for a little bit. I mean, I can't remember what their uh, their games that they worked on were, but uh, their names are Cheryl Vance, Joel Styles, and John Northwood. Do those sound familiar to you guys? I'm looking up what other titles they might have made. Yeah, like I, I think one of them used to be with like Ninja Theory or something, and yeah. So I mean, I guess take all this with a grain of salt that it is just like these three people. I, I'm assuming I don't, I don't know. I, they might have a bigger team, but this is the, these are the only three names on their website that I could find. Um, but anyway, there, there's just such a lack of sound. Um, whenever I started, I was like, okay, like whatever, like that's not a big deal, like first minute, like whatever, I I can live with that. That's not by design. Yeah, it's uh, well, maybe I don't know, like it. it it's, it's weird to be because peaceful, they're... so it's like Breath of the Wild does that, where like its soundtrack is kind of like intermittently spread out. Yeah, but rather than just being this looping track. No, yeah, like, and definitely, like, I, I'm okay with that, and <laughs> I'll kind of get to that, but any, anyway, like, so the game starts out, I, I figured that I would just be going to this island, and start my exploring, and whatever, so I'm on this boat, and, uh, the, like, my compass talks to me, and is like, hey, time to come see your family, or something, like, the island houses your family, and I was like, okay, and then... I go through a storm and our boat wrecks. And then the very, this is the very first thing that the game teaches you. Like, number one is look for the blue light to get sprites, which are these like fairies. And two, use those sprites that you find throughout the island, which there's like 90, to clear out these areas that are consumed with this stuff called Merc. Which in what I wrote, uh, I I uh, said it's pretty much the same thing as like the calamity stuff in Zelda. Like if you were to have to clear that out, that's basically what it is. Is it just it's like it covers like important stuff, quote unquote important stuff. So these are the first two things that it teaches you, and then once you get out of like this cave where your boat crashed into, you go to a town and you receive four fetch quests like number one like this is this is 10 minutes not even 10 minutes into the game and it says look for the blue lights and go find me lumber i'm like okay whatever like i was like it's just teaching me how to gather resources so i start doing these fetch quests and like i chop down a tree like because somebody gives you an axe so you so I went and chopped down the street and then come back, give them the lumber. And then they're like, all right, well, now I need this. And it's something that you can't gather. And it's something that you can't craft because the game hasn't taught you any crafting at this point. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. And they're like, well, you might need a trade for this. And I said, okay, uh, I guess I'll find somebody who sells this thing. And so I start wandering all over this island and, like, go to, like, f- seven different vendors before I find the one guy that has the thing that I need. 
and I trade him and take it back to the guy. And he's like, okay, good job. And gives me like a coin. I was like, what was the point of that? Like, I guess to get me around the island? Like, I, 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 it was aggravating. But anyway, so one of the other fetch quests that you get is like, you have to find uh, some more wood and like some rocks. And then you have to get enough sprites to clear out the murk from the farm. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to focus on this one and I'm going to, I'm going to get the farm. Like this is an hour into the game where, cause I have been just doing these fetch quests and I couldn't find any other sprites. So I just didn't have a farm. And I finally find like, I think it's like you need three sprites and I clear out the Merc on the farm. And there's just a dude there that's like, all right, well, I'm going to work for you. Um, like you should build a, a large animal house. I said, okay. So I built it and then I got like the equivalent of cows in this world are called groffles. And I got this groffle to live on my farm and he produces milk for me that I can trade, but there's nothing that I really need. And (laughs) it's just, it's, it's weird because I'm, it feels like the game is forcing me to trade, but there's nothing to trade for because it's like I can't decorate my farm. I can't build anything because at this point in the game, I have I still have no like crafting options. Like I, I can bundle sticks together to get a bundle of wood, but other than that, I can't make anything. And, like, that just feels odd. Like, it, it feels like, one, like, I have no agency over, over the island. Like, I have no, I, I can't, like, I'm not, like, growing. Like, it, like in Minecraft, it feels like you're making progress because you're, like, making your mark in this in this area of the world. But in this, it's, like, like, three hours of doing fetch quests and really not doing anything like you don't feel like you've made progression like you might have some hair dye that you can dye your hair with but other than that it's like it's like what am I doing (laughs) and like I guess it it can be relaxing but there's nothing I I don't know like it, it doesn't feel relaxing because it's like every time I go do this fetch quest for somebody they just give me something that's really pointless And it's like, okay, well, this is just a waste of my time. It's not even relaxing me. Um, But yeah, like the the way I felt was just like I'm running around this island back and forth. And the day and night cycle, holy cow. The day and night cycle is like five minutes of light and then like ten minutes of darkness. And... It just makes you, especially when you're running back and forth on the island, like trying to find these traders, it feels like you're getting nothing done with these days. Like it doesn't matter if you are if you do anything during the day or do any, anything during the night. It just makes it feel like you've been there for way too long. It's like I've, I've seen three day and night cycles and I haven't done anything. <laughs> like it, it just makes you feel like you're not making any progress. Um... I don't know, man. Like, it's like, is there anything else that you guys want to know about this game? It sounds like you're upset with the mechanics of the game, 
What is the goal of the game? I don't know. The Steam says you'll explore Jamia and uncover the secrets and the mysteries within yourself. So yeah. is it like a puzzle solving game that no. you just haven't figured out yet? The hardest puzzle, like I have explored about 75% of the island and the hardest thing, like the, cause it's a relaxing game, but like you're also supposed to be doing this story cause there's like an overarching story that I have started. Like, I mean, I've progressed, progressed in, but it's not. Like, every part of the story, like, every main story quest is literally just another fetch quest. And, like, as far as, like, what you're trying to do, I guess, like, the save menu kind of made me think that I'm trying to get... Um, there. Okay, so there there are these, like, factions, or um, what are they called? They call them... Um, I don't even know. Like, they, they call them, like, guilds, pretty much. There's, like, a Tinker's Guild. There's a, there's a Cooking Guild. There's a wood guild, like a, or like a lumber guild, and a woodworking guild, whatever. And every time you get a badge in one of those guilds, it adds it to your your save slot. So I guess that's how it's like. That's my progress is just learning how to build things. But like, I didn't even learn how to add anything to my farm until until like four hours into the into the game. Like, I mean, I learned how to add it, but I didn't learn anything to craft until like four hours into the game and like i don't know like it's it's strange like it feels split to me like it feels like on one hand they wanted to make this this like kind of zelda experience where you're on this unknown like you're in this unknown land and like they just want you to explore and then also like uncover the secrets or whatever but the secrets are literally just these houses that have murk on them and you you take the murk out after you find enough sprites and then there's a little like paragraph of text that's like mama said that the murk the murk wasn't going to come to the farm but it did and then that's it <laughs> like those are the secrets is that this place is overrun by goop and i don't know like um like the game feels fine like walking around feels fine like it feels like you move like really fast through the world, like so fast that the world is even smaller. I mean, because it's not like giant, but you can get from place to place fairly fast. But the way that it feels so slow is that you don't know exactly where you're trying to get. Like there's no, like there's so many different like settlements and not even settlements, just like people hanging out in like different little spots throughout the world that like they split where where you trade at like so thin that you have to like go check with like five different vendors before you find what you want and then like that's where the game feels just slow because like you run really fast and then but you're running all over the place um yeah i don't i don't know like and it really the the game really does want you to trade and like to the point where for some of these fetch quests, you can just like trade for the thing that they're needing, like right next to where they're standing. But that makes the game feel even like, like I don't know. It feels like you're cheating because like it's like I don't know how to actually make this, but I can just buy it off of somebody. Like I I don't know. It's it's weird. And like another another 
thing about it is it just feels like it has no personality and it feels empty. Like every one of the like big settlements has, I mean, like there's just nothing really unique other than like you, you might get a little like jingle every once in a while, whenever you go into a city, like there's, there's one city that, that everybody who like makes clothes lives in. And that, that one feels like really cool because like, you know what they do because there is like yarn all over the place. And there's like these, like, it's like, I I don't know. They do like a really good job of making that city or that little town, like feel more alive than the rest of them. Like I wanted to like hang out there, but all the other ones just feel bland and like, there's nothing special about them. It's just like, Oh, there's these buildings. But I, I don't know. Like, have you played a uh, fantasy life? Uh, no. Fantasy life looks like a lot of fun though. Like I really wanted. It's to a play lot of fun. That. Um, am I think? Am I saying the right thing? Uh, fantasy life is the level five game. Um, I don't I'm know. not sure who it's made by, but I know that you can like. I'm not talking different... about Second Life. No. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. Fantasy, fantasy life is as a different is a three DS game made yeah. by level five. Um. So I like level five's games a lot, and this had kind of the same pitch, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, be any profession you want to be, and explore this world, and like, regardless of what you choose to do, you can advance the story, and like, but there's all these different quests depending on who you want to, and like, so I bought the game and I played it, and it is all the most mundane fetch quests you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and just like all these arbitrary bars to like everything your profession can do until you do these mundane fetch quests. Mm -hmm. Um, And the story that is like encompassing the whole game is super paper thin. Um, Yeah. I just like, I couldn't even remember it. It's just like the amount of customization is really bare bones. Like it's just nothing. It's a, it's a game that I think I would have enjoyed if I was six years old. Yeah. Um, but like that, I'm getting like fantasy life vibes off the description you're giving me. Mm-hmm. It's just like it on paper. It sounds like there's all these possibilities, but like, and maybe there are, but they're just very uh, thin and not exciting to uh, pursue. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is is there like any kind of th- like? What if you don't choose to do these quests? Then can you, you don't, do anything? You, no, you can't do anything. <laughs> like there's, you can't there's build no, up like, your farm. You can't like you just run around. Like there's nothing you can do if you don't choose to do these fetch quests. And you're not on some kind. Of, you're not like trying to hit a goal. Like you know, because Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley, both uh, or Harvest Moon has a lot of different iterations, but mm-hmm. the one that I care about, which is 64, like both of those games give you two years yeah. to uh kind of get your farm up to shape um and then the game will give you kind of like an unofficial rating after the on the after the start of your third year yeah um is there anything like that where like hey you should build up this farm and kind of like you try to like min max your days no there's no min max like there's nothing that you can really do that means anything and like i wrote up uh, a first impressions kind of thing and i'm gonna put that on the on the site tomorrow um, as of this recording. And like, I kind of said like, there's nothing that you could really show a new player. Like if, 
if I if you bought the game like when it comes out and I showed you what was in my world compared to what's in your world, you would not notice a single difference. Oh really? Yeah. There's nothing that I I don't know. Like I got a beard and I got a cowboy hat, which was pretty cool. Okay. Like there there's a lot of like really cool little customization of your guy. And like that I was kind of into. Like like that one place where I said that they made all the clothes. Like that's kind of what I why I wanted to hang out there was because it's like, oh, like I can trade and get this cool hat. And then once I got it, I was like, okay, well now back to the back to the game. Which of is, course the Okie likes the cowboy hat. Yeah. I wish I looked good in a cowboy hat. But um yeah, there's just nothing that like I feel like I'm not even making any difference to the world. I'm just kind of a a just a person there. Like and in 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 what I wrote, I I also went over like how I think that you could add a little bit more personality and like just less of those little settlements and like I, I I approached it from the side of like making the game a little bit more like a harvest moon and like a management of your farm game like not a Zelda game because you can definitely like lean more that side but like I had I thought it would be way more cool to like reduce the settlements and just have like your big uh, like centralized cities throughout all the the different areas of the map, and like have less people to talk to that are more memorable. Like, like whenever I whenever I approach the the Rio guy, and a Rito guy that plays the accordion and Zelda, like I I get a little excited because I'm like, oh, like I get to talk to this guy again. Like make like unique characters that are different from the ones just out in the world. Like. And, and like make those the ones that you talk to because like then it feels like okay like I'm in my ranch and also reducing the villages the amount like and just condensing them into like these big cities will make it feel like okay I'm at the ranch today and like oh I need to run into town like I'm gonna go run into town and like so you go there and like maybe even like some side objectives or something or not side objectives but side activities to make like going to town like a fun thing, not just like, well, I got to run around the island for the next 20 minutes to find the right thing, like the right trader to get this thing for a fetch quest. Like, I, I want to build up my farm. Like, I have no personal, like, there's no personal growth as I keep going. Like, it's just, I'm spinning my tires. Um, sounds bad. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you've not... I mean, you weren't trying to, but I am not in any way interested in playing this. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's definitely a world where it's better, and I mean, that's for all games. There's, But there's definitely a world where they, like, focused more on one aspect than the other and made another really good one because it looks beautiful. Like, the game looks really nice, and... Like, I would like for it to be more interesting, and I would like to spend more time there, but it's like, uh, like, I gotta go get five fish for this guy. Whatever. But, and like, even just, I don't know. Like, there's a way to to make that trading economy interesting, kind of like, like Animal Crossing does. Like, and like, 
making you more co- connected to each of the characters because I feel like the the art style really like would add a lot to like making eccentric characters and like a more energetic game like even though it is like relaxing game like why not make it interesting <laughs> like don't put me to sleep make me like excited and like to explore this island not just like you said mun- just mundane as, like side activities but yeah that's kind of all i have to say about that okay so uh that's it for games for me anyway i think i played that I don't really have much to talk about, but that uh, Demon Peak, the weird uh, Demon Peak, other Metroidvania game that released on Steam just randomly that was like three bucks. Um, mm. It Demon looks, Peak. it feels weird to play it because it runs at like sixty FPS. Like that was the main takeaway that I had. I like this feels strange. Like it runs way too fast. Okay. But other than that, um, that's kind of it. So. Uh, You guys want to take a break? Let's do it. Let's do it. about news that was a good break i needed that yeah but now the news the news it's brand news <clears throat> this week it's not we, much news yeah not much this week we're not uh sponsored anymore we lost all of our sponsors so we won't be forced to attack news with the uh the heavy hand that we did last week <laughs> which was like 40 minutes like ridiculous whenever there was nothing to talk about do you want to kick it off here with uh your little news bit so you I, found i really had to scrape the barrel for some something that interested me definitely you know it's summertime it's a little bit after e3 so a lot of hype is going down so there's not much you know new stuff coming out and probably won't until gamescom and then it'll kick back up but what I found was that uh, a little bit more info on Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm a fan of Kingdom Hearts. I don't know if you are, Zach. Uh, nah. Uh, that's all I have to uh, say. Is, uh. Uh, I, I enjoy the series. I like its mashups. What they, re, uh, they announced a, a trailer. I think it was a trailer. And they showed a Toy Story world. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Uh, I hope they. I really hope they put some Star Wars in there too, since you know Disney has it. Yeah, but they may. They may not. But I thought so, it was cool that they're going to bring Toy Story into it. Yeah, so that's the first like Pixar movie that they've used, right? Uh, I think so. I want to say that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, I hope they they do some other stuff with Pixar. Um, I can't. So I hope you get to talk to you know Woody and Buzz Lightyear and all that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh man, yeah, that'd be really cool. And that that so also that, opens a like a door too because. Like with that movie, there's like toy sets and stuff that opens up like a yeah. cool door of like having like crazy toy sets and like, yeah, having different worlds, I guess. It would be interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are waiting on this and they keep coming out with 
1.8 and 2.5 and 2.7 and 2.9. That's so stupid. That's not what we're asking for. Yeah. We want three. Just make three. Quit using the resources to make all these two points and go for the three. Yeah. Basketball reference. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> So yeah, that's that's all I could really find. Nothing much going on, and that's important to me, or that I found interesting. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna take the the spot of of Dave. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Zach Dave. He's Zach Dave. Zach Dave sounds exactly like me. And uh, Zach Dave sounds like Zach. He's, Zach Dave sounds like Zach. So don't uh, get them mixed up. They just sound alike. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna take. I'm going to read the news story because I am Dave. Um, Evo started happening, uh, which I don't know if you've gotten really into Evo, but no. it's uh, it's the fighting game competition that happens every year. It's like the internationals or whatever for Dota, uh, but this is all of the fighting games. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's cool. So are you big into fighting games? Um, I I like checking in on Evo every year just to see what's going on. Um, I am very interested in fighting games. Like the okay, because you know we have a local tournament coming up. Oh, really? That does fighting games, right? Yeah, I'll have to check that I'll have out. To get back with you. Um, but like Evo, like I like I said, I would really like to check in every year and uh, kind of see what's going on because like it is so. Like you talk about next machina being crazy, like <laughs> like fighting games are crazy in a whole nother way. Like just understanding your opponent and being able to like counter everything that they, that they do, and it's Evo is really cool, and it's the best of the best. You know, like it's um, it's it's a really cool thing to check out. Um, but uh, passing it back to to regular Zach. Hi, hey Zach, what you got for news? Huh. Well. Thank you, Zach Dave, for that that little bit. Um, I have the the new Nintendo 3DS ending production. Oh no! Yeah, Not so the 3DS. so they said that um, that they would be ending the production in Japan, and I think since then they have said that this is worldwide. And a little clarification: you, I mean, you definitely have to check out the stories to get this one. They are just ending the regular sized 3DS. So the new Nintendo 3DS XL is still in production, if I'm understanding correctly. But just the, uh, like, I think here in the, the US, we have, I think it's just that Mario, the one with the Mario faceplates. Um, that one's ending production. It's a, it's a white one. It oh, has, okay. like, colored buttons. Um but I think that's the only one that's ending production. And I guess um, like I, why is this important is like I, um, it, it definitely kind of shows that Nintendo's getting a little bit further away from the, the, the 3D stuff like with their new 2DS XL coming out. Like I, I feel like they're realizing that maybe we should just go back to 2D games. I mean, the, yeah. the Switch didn't have any kind of 3D option, obviously. Um but I think they're just going back to uh, just playing games normal. And uh, yeah, it, I don't. I didn't use it a lot on my 3ds. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of people that 
you know, just, oh, I'll turn it on just to, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. I'm turning it back off. Yeah, that's definitely what I used it for. I was just like, oh, yeah, that looks cool. Like Animal Crossing, it's 3D, and then, and now it's off. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was, I don't know. It's a, it's a small feature. Like, at, at the time, whenever the, it was coming out, obviously, it was really cool. And, like, it definitely had the same kind of space that it, or it, it fills the same space that it does now, which is like you turn it on, show somebody, and then turn it back off because like who's gonna yeah. who uses it? Like even when it came out, I felt that way because I got one at launch and it was just like, whoa, okay, this is starting to hurt, especially because it can't like your head has to be in a certain spot. But yeah, and they're supposed to fix that with the new the new. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one of the new ones. I, I don't. It, it follows I don't think your it face. fixed it a lot. I think it, it like slightly like you still can't move it a lot out of yeah. position i mean yeah like I, I feel like it they did a pretty good job at i mean just giving you that little bit of leeway with moving your yeah, head was definitely, definitely a good improvement but um yeah and i for think for those that used it i barely used it yeah and like a lot of games really don't take advantage of that the 3d option anymore like I, I don't know. Like, a lot of games that come out on, on the 3DS, like eShop, they, I mean, they might have a 3D thing, like, in it, but there's nothing, like, major. And especially, like, that little nub on the new uh, Nintendo 3DS. Like, nothing really uses that. And the uh, they added two extra shoulder buttons that never get used. And So yeah. I looked it up. Uh, it released... In Japan, in 2011, February 2011. Yeah. So a six-year lifespan. That's actually yeah. That's that's common. Yeah, it's about time they stop production of that. Yeah, I mean they're they're still saying that they're gonna be making, which is weird to me. Okay, they're they're still gonna be making 3DS games, but if there is not a 3DS on the market and they keep calling them 3DS games, like that's such a weird thing to me, like. Well, it's just that they're not going to be uh, pushing the 3DS. Yeah, like the no, I know, but so like those, you those can't market XLs, and they just announced the 2DS. Yeah, no, I know that, but which, I mean, like, which actually plays 3DS, so that's going to confuse a lot of. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Non, is like if they're non. if they're if they stop production on the other uh, the XL, then you're releasing games that are co- like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's like releasing them under a different name, even though like the one that you're selling is the 2DS. And I feel like that gets a little confusing. I mean, it's already confusing now for some people. Yeah. But, like, yeah, not being able to buy a 3DS and still buying three games that are marked as 3DS games is a weird thing to me. Um, it, it'll, be a, it'll be odd because here in the next few years when the Switch actually starts competing with the DS... Because they're both handhelds, so it'll be interesting what Nintendo does to uh, either continue the DS line or just stick with the Switch. Because now that they move their console portable, I feel like they're starting to merge. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, they're definitely portable. competing now. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I think the the DS is gonna get out of the picture like sooner than later. Like, I, I don't think it'll be here for another. I think by this time next year there won't be any like releases that are noteworthy on the DS. I mean there there are barely releases that are noteworthy now. Like yeah. it's that that Metroid Samus Returns and Hey Pikmin. 
and Metopia, uh, the 3DS release of it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Um, the other little tidbit of news is um, the VAC bans on <clears throat> on um, Steam on the on. On the Steam account or the Steam store, let me gather my thoughts. <laughs> the band hammer. The band Valve hammer brought came down, down the band hammer. Yes, on users. And it struck a lot. Yeah, so the summer sale ended, uh, I guess that was two weeks ago now, um, or just under two weeks. And so. A lot of hackers use the Steam summer sale to buy to like re re up on all of their copies of um, like CS:GO and stuff because like it's obviously like it's really cheap like to buy CS:GO during the summer sale it's like five bucks so they'll buy a bunch of copies for a bunch of fake accounts and they'll go back in and like cheat to like win and all like they'll they'll do a lot of cheating during the summer sale. So, um, the story is that uh, Valve banned 40,000 accounts the day the summer sale ended. And, like, it's a lot of accounts. That's a lot of hackers. And, like, um, I guess they reported also that they lost $8,674 worth of cosmetic items. Um, Which. That's on them. It's in terms of service, not to cheat. Uh, yeah, so, so, I I guess, like, that's the reason why these hackers go, or, like, cheaters go after, um, CSGO is because there are very valuable, like, weapon and knife skins in CSGO. Yeah, people pay a lot of money for them, for yeah. cosmetics. Oh, yeah, and, um, yeah, so I guess the, the point is just to, like, get those cases, get as many, uh, items as you can and sell them before you get banned. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of it for that. Um, I guess it really doesn't affect us. I mean, it just means that, that valve is looking out for like regular players trying to keep cheaters off of, uh, off of steam, which is, I mean, that's nice. Most of it was through the VAC. Yeah. Valve anti-cheat. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, makes us feel safe in our little cozy, (laughs) our libraries. Um, knowing that VAC is still just don't cheat. It ruins the economy. Uh, yeah. It's toxic. Yeah, don't cheat. It, it makes games not fun. Like, and it makes it gives games a shorter lifespan than they should have. Like going back to old Call of Duties, like you'll in, find in so a conversation many... I had with someone earlier in a Diablo game, being rushed is not cheating. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, unless you can think of anything else, that kind of sums up the news. I think that wraps it up. Like I said, there's not much around this time of year. Yeah. Uh, Stuff won't really pop up until it gets closer to Gamescom. Yeah. Um, So, I guess uh, I'll go through some of the things to expect on the site. Um, I'm going to put out that uh, Yonder, like, first impressions uh, write-up that I did. I think... Dave said that he's going to end up doing a Night in the Woods review, or actually a near review. Uh, he might be doing a Night in the Woods review. I haven't actually talked to him about that. Now he yeah, is. Yeah, I think he wants to do a near. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he wants to do one. Yeah. Um, 
other than that, uh, I'm, I don't know what else I'm, I'm going to be working on after I, after I put up the, the yonder first impressions, but you can check if all you guys those need out. Something to fill in, uh, during the week. I'm always streaming. Oh yeah. I stream a lot. Yeah. Twitch TV, hidden killer. No, we on killer. Um, but anyway, the, you can find all, all, all of our stuff off the website at neokaido.com. Uh, and you can reach out to us on, on the podcast and we'll read whatever you tell us <laughs> at, uh, whatever. Yeah. You can send all, all those inquiries. Unadulterated. Yes. All those fetishes that you have. And I'll describe them <laughs> to, uh, kaidocast at neokaido.com. And, um, Oh, also, I found that it's easier now that I own the domain Discount Burritos. It's far easier to tell people that to go to discountburritos.com rather than figure out how to spell Neokaido. Um, other than that, uh, I'm Zach Thomas. And I'm Luke. And we will catch you next week. See ya. Deuces. Slap it. Slap it.